In this episode of Pastor Brad Rocks, Jesus tells us straight up in Scripture that he's coming back like a thief in the night. What does that mean? What does the Bible say about that moment? And how can we as Christians make sure that when that moment comes, we're ready? In every episode of Pastor Brad Rocks, I always share a song that goes along with the teaching and the theme. Today, we're talking about Jesus returning like a thief in the night. Can't think of a better song than a tune off my 2003 album, Get Real, called Thief in the Night. Can't wait to share it with you, man. You ready? Let's do it. Pastor Brad here, your 80s heavy metal, head-banging, Jesus-loving online pastor. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Hey, wherever you happen to be listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're enjoying these podcasts, whatever platform you happen to be on, if you can leave a thumbs up or a comment or share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome to help the audience grow. God bless you, man. Thank you in advance so much for that. And now... Let's move on to the point of today's podcast. Jesus is very clear in telling us that he's going to return like a thief in the night. One of the most obvious things we can draw from that is that he's not going to return at a time that we expect him. Why would a thief come when we expect him, right? That's crazy. So we always need to be on our guard. We always need to be alert. We always need to be ready. Here's what the Bible says. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2. Paul is writing to the church there in Thessalonica, and he says, For you yourselves are aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So Jesus is going to return like a thief in the night. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. Jesus speaking here. He says, Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. Let's break that down. Jesus starts by saying, behold, I am coming like a thief. We said moments ago that one of the most salient things we can draw from that is that he's going to come at a time when we don't expect him. Any good thief is going to make sure that they don't announce their arrival, right? They're not going to say, hey, tomorrow at four o'clock, that's when I'm coming, right? Because then we're ready for them. Why why does Jesus not want to do that? Why does he not want us to know the time of his arrival? Because the whole point is not that we get religious all of a sudden, you know, so that we can avoid punishment. Remember, it's all about relationship. Jesus is going to come back for people who love him and are walking with him. And they chose before the sky ever split and, and Jesus returned. They chose long before that to love him and serve him because they recognize him as the son of God, the one who went to the cross for their sins. He's glorious. They can't imagine living any other way or for any other reason than for his glory. If Jesus telegraphs, okay, I'm coming back in 2027 at three o'clock on a Thursday, Eastern Central Time in the, in America, then human nature is cool, party until the day before and then do the religious thing and get right. Which, if you think about it, doesn't make sense anyway because it wouldn't be authentic. It wouldn't be real. It's all about relationship. It's all about coming back for people who love him and have chosen to live for him regardless of when he's coming back. Blessed is the one who stays awake keeping his garments on. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 14, Paul says, Awake sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. To awake and to arise means to be quickened, to come out of darkness, to come out of blindness. Open your eyes and see who God is. Turn to 
to Him. Come alive spiritually and Christ will shine on you. It's just a beautiful image of being alive spiritually in Christ. Stay there, live there. And then the last part of Revelation 16, 15 says, keeping his garments on that he may not go about naked and be seen as exposed. Naked. That goes all the way back to the garden. Genesis 3. When Adam and Eve ate the fruit and disobeyed God, their eyes were opened and the first thing they realized is that they're naked and they feel shame because they're they're exposed. They're undone. They, they see that they are undone before God and they run and hide, right? Because they want to cover their shame. God comes looking for them and they've made for themselves these little fig leaf outfits, <laughs> which is a powerful metaphor of the fact that when we sin, we are lousy at trying to cover our own sin. That's what Adam and Eve are trying to do. They're trying to cover their own shame. God's like, ah, no, 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 that's not going to work. And it actually tells us in that chapter that God made coverings for Adam and Eve out of animal skin. It doesn't explicitly say that that was a blood sacrifice for their sin, but it is interesting that animals had to die for those coverings to be made, isn't it? Psalm 32 verse 1, David says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Christ is our covering. Christ's blood covers our sins so that we're not exposed. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27, Paul is talking about our baptism and listen to what he says about this. This is awesome. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. You have put on Christ. So when you made that decision to turn away from your old life and receive Jesus Christ by faith and, and, and bow your knee to him as Lord and you were baptized into Christ, you were clothed with Christ. So guess what? You're no longer naked. You are clothed. You're no longer exposed. You're covered. We have put on the righteousness of Christ. We are covered in him. Don't be religious. Step into a relationship with Jesus. Religion is something you do, but relationship is something you live in. It's like the difference between dating someone and getting married. A date is something you do. It's it's an isolated event. But when you stand before God and you take those vows and you make a covenant, you step into that relationship of marriage, you are in that relationship and you live there. This is how the Bible describes our relationship with Jesus. He has shed his blood for us. And when we receive him, we become part of the bride of Christ. He is our bridegroom and we are now in relationship with him 24-7, loving him and following him as his disciple. The whole New Testament is all about die to your old life, receive Christ. And when you do that, literally the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ moves into your life to have relationship with you, to lead you as your Lord to encourage and challenge and convict you and to walk with you every day. And so from that point forward, whether you're consciously thinking a Jesus thought or focusing on a scripture when Jesus splits the skies to return, that's not the point. You know, you might be watching an old rerun of Andy Griffith, which is great. I love old reruns of Andy Griffith. The point is you're in Christ. You're doing your life in relationship with him and you just 24-7, whether it's right at the front of your mind or in the back of your mind while you're playing with your kids or eating dinner with your family, you know that your life is hidden in Christ and that Christ in you is the hope of glory and that that glory will be revealed when the sky splits the trumpet sounds and Christ returns for you and his people. His spirit testifies to your spirit 24-7 that you're a child of God. Romans chapter 8 teaches us that, right? Walk with him. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. And remember what Keith Green said, man, this is an awesome, encouraging thought. You just do your best right to walk in faith trusting jesus and he'll take care of the rest i remember the riff creating the riff to thief in the night like it was yesterday rush alex lifeson created a riff for spirit of the radio 
and it had the, the phaser or the flanger on it, and it was like super cool, right? Well, that's kind of what inspired the guitar riff at the beginning of Thief in the Night. You'll hear it here in just a second. And uh, and then it's one of these things where the whole band comes in. And, and honestly, this is one of those songs where I, I had the riff and I had the pieces in my head and I knew what I was going to do, you know, going to the studio, going into the studio to put this together. But I, I wasn't sure what it was going to sound like until I got a little ways into it. And uh, this is a unique kind of groove here. And uh, I really enjoyed putting this together. And the whole song is kind of built around driving down the road in a car and being impatient and and almost like a Detroit Rock City thing, like where the guy's driving the car and then he ends up crashing and dying. Well, when I wrote the song, I was thinking, you know, the thief could come like any moment the sky could split and here comes Christ. Christ could return at any moment like a thief in a night. Or our life could be snuffed out at any moment and we could find ourselves standing before Christ. Bam! right at any moment so that's what this song is about man just this reality that we just need to be ready we need to love jesus and we need to walk with him because at any moment we can find ourselves stepping from this life into eternity here it is thief in the night
All right. Hey, man, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it totally rocked you up for Jesus. As we wrap things up here, let me quickly say, if you dig what I'm doing, man, and you're blessed by the music, the podcast, the teaching videos, etc., and you want to support this ministry, this mission to reach classic metalheads for Jesus, I want to invite you to head over to my Patreon page and learn how your just couple dollars a month will make a huge difference in this ministry. And also about some amazing exclusive benefits that you'll receive in exchange for your support. The link to my Patreon page will be at the very top of the show notes. So head over there, check it out, learn about it, pray about it. And whatever you decide, man, God bless you. And thanks for being part of the Pastor Brad Rocks family, man. Remember to like, share, subscribe, leave comments, all those things. That helps the show to grow. Really appreciate it. Stop by PastorBradRocks.net sometime. Over there, you can learn all about the ministry, the music, get some free uh, music downloads, all kind of cool stuff. Also, if you're interested in following Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, best decision you'll ever, ever, ever make, promise bar none. You can learn about that over at PastorBradRocks.net as well, or leave a comment here. I'll get back with you. Shoot me an email at PastorBrad at AOL.com. Yes, I still use AOL. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me, man. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Pastor Brad, out.